Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from August the first, nineteen ninety-two. That's right; it is a new month. If you're listening to this on YouTube, hit the like button and also subscribe to the channel. We would greatly appreciate it. It helps out. Also, when you subscribe to the channel and you're watching this on YouTube or listening. Make a comment about the show. The YouTube algorithms love that type of stuff, and it helps push our videos higher. Uh, very small YouTube channel, but it is greatly appreciated. Also, before I throw it to Doc and ask how he is doing, big time shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month, and basically being the sponsors of this show. Doc, the superstar, is once again running late and avoiding our messages, or your message to him, so let me welcome you in and ask how you are doing first. Man, I'd love to say I'm doing great, but I don't know. It's the week before Christmas back in the real world here. Uh, your boy is trying to get through strep throat and a sinus infection. Kind of stuffed up here. Went to the doctor yesterday. They gave me a steroid shot. When she plunged it in my hip, I yelled out, oh, what a rush. I gorilla slammed the nurse. When the other nurse came in, I gave her a Turner line and then they kicked me out. Okay. But I, man, that steroid shot's crazy. I slept not a wink of sleep last night. Do you know how long it's been since I've gone a night without going to bed and going to sleep? Mm, very long time. True. I'm waiting. It's been on de- decades. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Very long time. Yeah, we can't then, do that no more. We're and not then, young. You know, I'm not feeling good. And the Cowboys laid a turd in Buffalo, which, you know, kudos to the uh, the Bills. We'll give them their flowers for turning up, you know, showing up. And then I get on X and I see some dude that listens to this show worried about my feelings. Okay. Y'all just leave my feelings out of this. My feelings don't have a thing to do with this. They're just making sure you're not swinging in, in a Burger King cooler. Maybe I am. <laughs> no, you're not, because you're on Let the, me you're do on, me. You're recording right now, so you're definitely not in a Burger King but cooler. But I could be if I wanted to. Uh, well, sure, but we don't want you to do that. Well, I'm sure there's somebody who does. Now, 
Um, what's great about football, and it's something we've always said, is that nobody books the territory like Uncle Raj. Yeah. So he comes back last night and books Seattle. Feel good story, Drew Locke, with a great post game interview afterwards, and keeps the NFC uh, open for a couple more weeks. That was that's, um. That's how you that was a. Your, go ahead. Keep the storylines going, bro. I would say that was a great. If you're not a Philly fan, every other fan in America loved that interview. Yeah. Philly, Philly fans are like because because they're the spawn of Satan. <laughs> Philly fans hate a lot of stuff, so I ain't trying to be mean, but they really do hate a lot They're of stuff. They're tuning up the band for this weekend because they got a home game on Sunday and Santa Claus is in the building. <laughs> dicks. Oh, look who's calling. Let me merge the call. All right. Well, hey, as you're bringing him in, you know, we're all still recovering from last week's episode where we learned about Harper's origin story in the wrestling business. Hey. Hey. <laughs> We're just, we're just talking about Kenny's Key West here and how you were oiling them up and managing them to victory. That's right, baby. Pam, I want you to uh, make sure you hook a leg when you go for the pin. That was great. That was some good <laughs> shit, man. I bet. Probably so 18, was the you know, years old, or you're some little pervert fucking asshole. What year would that have been? In the uh, 97, 98. I think it was right... When the Attitude Era was starting with the NWO. But what was the music being played in the club? Where, what was oh, that like? God, for that, probably like the 80s. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, smooth, you, you, you know, fucking. Smooth up Indian shit. Yeah, that's where I saw I saw Warrant there. Okay. I saw Warrant there. That's where I saw uh, uh, D. Snyder, and he had me sing on stage. Now hold on. I can't get through one story without. I told been... you that story, huh? Uh-uh. Yeah. Now dude. for Mike and all the brothers out there, D. Snyder is the <laughs> lead singer of Twisted Sister. Yeah. Now right. what song did you get on stage and sing? I don't remember, dude. But I knew fucking every goddamn word to all that dumb shit. <laughs> he could see me like, oh, yeah. He's like, come here, guys. Stage. I started singing something within like, a few seconds on stage with him. With fucking decent. A little bit harder than it looks, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you get any poon that night for that? No. Poon. Oh, what the fuck? I mean, come on, guys. I tune into the show and <laughs> talk about eating poon. Not even five minutes in. Talk about JYD. Talk about Bruno. Yo, think you're fucking funny. Said, you ain't fucking funny. I never funny. said eat. I said oh. get. Oh. No. He's in Disney okay. World right now. Oh, he is. Again. He likes his Disney is he World. With his, is he with his children? He's with his, yeah. Okay. Harper, I got to admit, we got a couple of friends that like doing that shit, and you and I are like, what? I'm sure we do, but I didn't, okay, so what you want me to do about it? No, 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 I'm just saying, like, like Andrew, doesn't Andrew do that, and D-Man does single, it? Him and his girlfriend, they don't have kids, I mean, fuck. I know, that's, I'm just saying. You grow up if that's the case. 
Okay. Go to the beach and like finger blast each other when nobody's looking or something. What yeah, is I mean, go wrong see the with Grand you. Canyon, you know? Yeah, go see the Grand Canyon. Go to fucking Yellowstone. Hike down in there and get an eat up by a coyote or something. You know, do yeah. something. Okay. It'll be one of those little stupid. If you're an adult and if you're an adult and you're not taking your children or grandchildren and you're going to Disney World, you need to grow up. Yeah, yeah. It gets to a point. It's like, okay, so what you're just using them as an excuse to go there, right? To go take a picture <clears throat> with goddamn Mickey Mouse for the fiftieth fucking time, dude. I have no desire to go to Disney World. My wife's been bugging me for years. it was worth every penny because of the reaction, the reactions that my kids had, and they enjoyed it. And we waited for the year that we thought Latrell would be just. One last year, and Latrella would be and old enough to hoof it. Yeah, to the park. Yeah. All right. Can we get to some better? To enough about Disney World talk. Talk about let's GYD. Talk, talk about Bruno. Let's talk about Kenny's QS. Yeah, go back okay, to that so, doc. You so, want, was there a Mickey Rourke type character? Well, man, Cob- Cobain ruined it all. That pussy. Like no. The, okay. <laughs> But the guy running it did look like Van Hammer. Okay. Like the Booker. The Booker okay. man. Now, were these matches predetermined or was this shoot bitch fighting? Oh, they wouldn't tell me. They, they said kayfabe, brother. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it was just like a spacewalk ring. And they used to just get there and bounce around and kind of grab each other and throw them around like a cat fight. There was no ropes. <laughs> At least not until afterwards. <laughs> no, there was, was no ropes. Wow, you guys are pathetic. Matt Wilson, <laughs> there went the li- the new listeners for the week. That's nice. Oh, Matt you want to get this out of the way. Yeah. Um, so... Is this the kind of place where some was it a so well if you're having 80s bands it's like a club right it's a cheesy cheesy nightclub but is there like somewhere on the property with can, uh, maybe a sand volleyball court no okay we would have those party. here no it was a cheesy ass fucking nightclub with f- f- fucking dip, uh, a fucking typical dipshits wearing Z Cabaricis doing <laughs> Fucking coke in a bathroom and, and, sh- and shit like that. Well, do you know how many people love when Hopper says fucking cokeheads? Fucking coke, yeah. <laughs> Everybody I mean, says it's like, like that. Look, everybody's like, I love when Hopper talks about the cokeheads. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you just because you do coke at any point in your life. Nah, man. But it, but it does make me look at a, put a little bit of extra scrutiny for other things that might be happening. Well, when you're a certain age and you're still yeah. doing that shit, bro, it's like, bro, what, what, fucking grow up, bro. I'm with Hopper. I'm with Hopper. I think, I think with like drugs like that, like cocaine and what's stronger, the age limit on it then? Well, no, hold on. I'll say this. Like, I think. I'm not somebody who does smokes weed, but I think they need to legalize that. I think that's just just dumb that it's not like liquor is much more like harmful, in my opinion. I think they need to legalize marijuana. Now, with cocaine and other hard drugs, bro, I don't know what the age is, but I'm with Harper, man. If you're like a teenager and in your 20s, okay, 
But man, right. you start you're getting to college and you do yeah. But when you're like know in your a... mid thirties or in your forties, if you're middle aged, you're still getting coked in a bathroom at the neighborhood bar, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, I you start getting into your mid forties. <laughs> I'm like, well, hold on a second. Plus, yeah. I start worried about people. Your body can't take that at that point. That's anymore. my next point. That's what I was going to say. Your body, I don't know how your body handles it after a certain point. I mean, it's just, you're just not young anymore. You can't, right. you just can't take it in like you used to. Uh-uh. And that's what these people have these heart attacks. I thought it was the back. It was what? The jab. Stop. Stop. What? That's what I read on on Twitter. Yeah, it's what you read on Twitter. We know. And some as I was getting gonna... my next round, my thirty second updated shot, right. the one that's making your skin glow now. It's a joke, people. Ha ha. Have fun. Okay, Doc. Continue with the Kenny's Key West because I was very much looking forward to your Kenny's Key West interview with Hopper. Well, so we had those here too, and it was like really trying to hold on to the. 80s hair metal unsuccessfully well it, well you see because they didn't start doing that shit until like the late 80 i mean the late 90s when i was in high school it was that top 40 fucking place to be at least to me when i was 15 that you know like the uh i guess techno and that kind of a dance club right okay they kind of like the what's the one? Uh, I will attack, and you don't like that. But remember that song? I'm the lyrical Jesse James. I'm the lyrical gangster. Word of- Something they would play shit like that in there. That sounds awful. I think I'd rather hear smooth up in you. Well, yeah, but it was that <laughs> kind of place, that kind of top forty. Okay. Fucking um, no, ladies. Ladies drink free till midnight and Friday night. Don't forget. Nickel pitchers. Right. Don't forget. <laughs> now, Ladies we would have those places here, except there would be a sand volleyball court outside. So that no. in the summer, you could get your volleyball on. No, they just had someone doing coke in a Camaro. In a well, that was there, too. But I think now the sand volleyball would be replaced by pickleball. That's real big here. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's fucking growing everywhere, which I don't you know get, why. You could listen to some some corn and limp biscuit and play some pickleball and then maybe do some mud wrestling later. Yeah. So yeah, that was what uh, we used to do. Okay, so was that the only bar in town? Fuck like, no. That was well, well, I know it's not the only bar. No, that was in an area called Fat City. And Fat City is a part of Metairie where it was a a few streets, it was nothing but bars. I like That's it. it. And the reason why Fat City popped up was because in the 70s, the crime, it was basically like what New Orleans is going through now. The crime got so fucking bad, especially on Bourbon Street, where the locals stopped going anywhere in New Orleans. And that's when this popped up. That's when so is this like in the in up. the wire where they just let everybody do what they want in one part of town and hope it stayed contained? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, dude, it was a different time, dude. I mean, I was 16 years old going in those bars. What street was this on? Severn Avenue? This was it. It was one oh, was called no. uh, L- L- North Arnold. North Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. And it was about North four streets. Arnold. And it okay. was just, it was bars everywhere. We used to well, go to a bar called Zeppelin's. 
Yeah, now there's a Ruth Chris's Steakhouse over there. Jesus. Oh, that's been over there forever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And some Orange Theory. Yeah. The, right. They. What happened was about ten, fifteen years ago, the parish shut all those bars down for the most part because it was getting, I think, too fucking wild. And they tried to make it look like it's on fucking ma- like something on Magazine Street, which never fucking happened. The international audience is like, what? Yeah, that's happening in your town too. Don't worry, man. White people are trying to put a glossy shine on everything. Don't. Oh yeah. Fucking coffee shops, and they're trying yeah. to make it look nice. And in it, before it was these seedy fucking heavy metal bars that wouldn't close and. Dude, I saw a we used to go to this bar called Zeppelin's and we used to go in there and they played nothing but like metal. But not like like they would play nothing but like rage and the deftones. Okay. And, and, and shit like that. That's all they would fucking play, bro. And, and like, you know, every night there was some girl getting bent over in the alley in the Oh, back. come on. Oh yeah, dude. Drugs everywhere, bro. I mean they were get dude, they would get raided all the time. We would just be sitting there, and they would flip the lights out, and they would start flipping the lights, and that meant the cops would come in, and everyone th- would fucking throw their beers away. Done that before. Yeah, and that was fuck. Yeah, I mean, I saw. I was at a I place one time. I've been there twice. So, that's cool. I, there, we had a, we had a, uh, we have the TABC here in Texas, which is like a police office group, but just for alcohol. Right. And we were sitting in a bar about 2.20 one night after last call. And the bartenders that we knew had a great idea. Hey, man, we got these coffee mugs. So just pour your beer in this coffee mug and you look like you're having coffee at 2.25 in the morning. Okay. In comes T. In comes TBC. I rolled off my stool and walked right out the door and left. Yeah, that's where we used to go get uh, $3 pictures of they had only two beers on tap, Red Dog and Ice House. Mm. And it was $3 <laughs> a pitcher, bro. And I'd be double-fisted all fucking night long. Dude, fucking $3, bro. So in a smaller town, I would just know the bartenders. And as long as you kept it to domestic pitchers, which... Right. Whatever. Right. I mean, you were straight. Ta- right, because how do you fucking uh, regulate that? My, t- my tabs were literally... Zero. Yeah. And we'd throw 30 bucks in the tip jar, three right. of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, just every weekend, rolling out of a bar, fucking hammered for 10 bucks and getting away with something. Now, wow. Harper, your stories from last week electrified the podcast community people are still talking about it even though they haven't heard it yet in real time trust me they are <laughs> oh my god and it's even reached the realm of the dead who there's been the netherworld has reached out to us through the miracle of artificial intelligence um, I think Mike was able to capture the signal. Mike, would you care to play uh, what we've heard? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Gordon AI solely reached out to us, and he had something to say about booking the territory and Hopper. Let's go to that audio now. 
you got to hear this guy, Harper. This guy is talking about eating ass. And he has special people attacking him at wrestling shows. And then he talked about Rick Rude looking like a cokehead at Kenny's Key West. I mean, holy shit, this guy has more stories than the fucking Bible. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, yeah. we got Gordon solely talking about you and Kenny's Key West and... Well, the thing that Mike and I were talking about the next day was anybody else has that story. It comes out the fourth or fifth week they're on the show. Like, that's how I got into wrestling. Yeah. Dude. And with you, it's year nine. <laughs> and it just sort of popped out of nowhere. And Mike and I legitimately could not breathe. We were laughing so hard. Dude, that was good shit, bro. We used to go there every, I think it was every Monday night after wrestling. Me and Randy would go in there and drink our beers and just wait, like fucking, like, like fucking hawks sitting up in a fucking tree, just waiting for them. I believe the term is like perverts. Yeah, pretty much, dude. I mean, we're all fucking, like, you remember, we were 18, 19 years old, bro. You know? You, were, you and him were Beavis and Butthead there. Oh, yeah, pretty much sitting there with our fucking wrestling shirts on, you know? See, after Nitro, and we would go in like 96 we drink beer that was an was an hour when it first started oh yeah we drink beer and then as soon as it was it was over we would all go across town to the bowling alley and keep drinking take some pills and bowl all night oh that's nice but we used to go to, yeah we used to shoot pool at zeppelins be blasting fucking Deftones and Clutch. They always played Clutch. I like Tool. Clutch. Tool. Tool was always fucking playing, man. I like Clutch. What about Quicksand? That was one of my favorites. I don't remember that. Oh, man. And every Friday night or Saturday night, there was always some big, like, a, a big band playing at Zepps. Like, uh, like fucking Cannibal Corpse and Morbid Angel and all those bands played. What about there. I Hate God? They, yes, they played there. Those dudes were real sleazy back in the day. I saw King Diamond twice. I, I saw one as with King Diamond at the, and, and I think one with Merciful Fate. What about Super Joint Ritual? Get Phil in there, dude. Oh, he was always in there. He's so, from Metairie. Right. He was always <laughs> in fucking Zeppelins. And it would always be so... Dude, and this was when Pantera was fucking on fire, bro. In the early... You know, like at 94, 95, and you're like, that's Phil and Somo from Pantera sitting there. And it'll always be some kid come on bond, like, dude, get the fuck away from me, man. Stop asking me about fucking cowboys from hell and shit. I believe, <clears throat> I believe every part of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just, I was just letting y'all shoot the shit, you know. Yep. I, mean, oh, I don't yeah. want to interrupt anything. Fights in a parking lot. Oh uh, yeah, you need a couple of fights. Oh yeah, dude. Forgot man. One time, my friend Jason got into it with this fucking dude, bro. And a guy's driving off in his Oldsmobile, and my friend Jason used to drink fucking Jaeger, like it was fucking tap water. And, and, he's, and he's got an empty Jaeger bottle, bro, like fucking Nola Ryan. Through this motherfucker's window, bro, and a guy just uh, took off and brought shit was, but shit used to get wild, bro. That does not happen anymore. No, 
And I used to think about shit like that with baseball bats, bruh. Some dude trying to hit me with a fucking baseball bat before Jason just cow popped him in a fucking mouth and dropped this fucking dude, bruh. It was wild in the streets back in the day. These kids today are all watching YouTube yeah. videos. Mm-hmm. I, was, I don't want to say the nightclub. It was in New Orleans Harper. And I, fight, street? it's in New Orleans East. Oh, it wasn't. It was. It was in New Orleans East. I mean, this is in the this is in the nineties, though. I mean, this is not. Oh, well, like, that makes it better. It does actually. It's not as bad, right? It, I mean, it was bad, and it was the wildest thing I'd ever seen at that point in terms of of that many people. All I know is a fight breaks out near the front door, and it spills into the parking lot. And before you know it, it looked like a tornado of people (laughs) brawling. You see pool sticks being just just used as kendo sticks. The police show up. There were so many cops. And all I remember doing is like just constantly turning around because you just waiting for it to spill over to you at some point because there were so many people fighting it. But this, it was a group of dudes. They got beat up so bad. I, it, it, I, the best way I could describe it, it just looked like a, like 40 Tasmanian devils just spinning like you would see on the, the freaking cartoon back in the day. Beating the piss out of each other. And uh, I think about that now, like every time I watch the news now, everybody just shoots each other. Ain't nobody fighting no more, man. Yeah, when I think back, it was like that all the time. It was always something about to fucking happen. Yeah. I was getting punched in the mouth over some dumb shit, over a fucking full game. You're trying to fuck my fuck, dude. I met one time, we were at this bar called... uh, Remember Jabba Jaws? I mean, uh, Jabba Jaw. He was like a Hanna-Barbera shark. It was a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, this bar was called Jabba Jaws. It it had like the little Jabba Jaws shark on the side. But you know how like everyone has that dude that like hangs around y'all that's got the hoe-ass old lady that fucks everybody, bruh? Ugh. But y'all know. Yes. Come on. We we and know I, we we, we yeah. know we know. And this broad, this is the first time I was exposed to fake titties. She got <laughs> fake titties for a birthday, right? Oh god. Yeah, and she's like, oh look, I, I got fake titties. And this is my friend. I'm like, oh what what fake titties? And she just showed them to everybody, bro. I'm like, damn, bro, I gotta have some of that fucking shit. I don't give a fuck if he's here. So anyway. <laughs> He thought he was a fucking DJ. And so he was showing the guy on the bar his fucking DJing skills. He was he was trying to get a job there. So 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 I'm hollering at it, right? So we go back to, to my car. This one I had the fucking Night Rider Trans Am, bro. And I'm just fucking bap, bap, you know? And then I, I'm knocking it out, bro. Like, dude, like he's in the bar. Like, like, that's how drunk and stupid. We were. I'm knocking this shit out, bro. And next thing you know, 
he gets into a fight with the fucking dude that owns the bar because the guy told him, you know, fuck you, just sounds like shit, no fuck you, and, and they spill out, bro. And we're in a trans am I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, stay down, stay down, stay down. Don't fucking move. Draw in the parking lot. It was like a fucking, it was like it was us and Carl, it was us and Carl Lewis and that black dude from Predator looking at the Predator through the fucking tree. I see you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm going to work around him. I'm going to flush him to you. <laughs> like, like, I was like, don't fucking move, bro. They don't know we're in here. And so anyway, the shit spills out. So I said, look, I'm going to go back in. Wait a couple minutes, bro. And I go back in. He's like, bro, where's what, what, you know, where is she at? I said, like, I don't fuck she's at, bro. Fuck you asking me for? And like five minutes later, she came came in. I'm Walking like, funny. Yeah, I was like, this dude's a fucking joke, bro. Here's the here's the thing, Harper. Everyone was fucking knocking that shit out. Cause, cause, cause that's why, like, <laughs> like it, it, it was like Sunny, where she's fucking a whole locker room, and Chris Candino knows it, and it gets to a point where you can't feel sorry for him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, and here's the other thing. Nights like that that went out would happen all the time. If you told a niece, a nephew of yours that's in their early twenties that story that one of those stories, they'd be like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we call that Tuesday night. Yeah, dude. She was dude, she was fine too. Big old fake titties, bro. I'm like, damn, look at this. This is a good day for me, bro. Well, yeah. Wow. I figure fuck everyone else knocking out, Brian. You know? Might, um, as well, might as well get your turn. Yeah, I think I was like 22, 23 or something. Yeah. In the back um, of the fucking the 82 Trans Am, bro. Those, those seats would boom, go all the way back. Wow. Um, yeah. Jabba Jaws. <laughs> I got it. You see, look, but now that I think about it, I got a whole bunch of dumbass stories like that. Bro. Save them for next week. Okay. <laughs> or next year. Hopper said, Hopper said, that was the first time I've ever seen fake. It was, dude, because it was like, at that, I mean, now fucking every fucking bra gets fake titties and the eyebrows and the. The Botox and lip, bro, I mean, who the fuck did I? What broad did I know had had fucking fake titties, bro? In like fucking nineteen ninety eight or whatever the fuck or nineties, you know, whatever year it was, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. I'm like, damn, you got fake titties. She was a treasure. Oh yeah, bro. Well, Mike, I have a couple of five star reviews. Yeah, uh, let's uh, read the five star reviews, then we'll talk about some wrestling. Well, we have one that came in from DST22. I don't have the title of it, but it says BTT is podcast something or other. I don't know. Shit. Wow. That, 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 that's it, how you do our five-star reviews? BTS. Well, it says BTT is podcast and then dot, dot, dot. So I can't that, tell you. So why you have an iPhone? <clears throat> why can you never? Why, why does it cut off? Why do you have no other ability to see? I know which one you're talking about. It says BTT is podcast gold. But why does the iPhones cut off the titles? Uh, take that up with the Apple Corporation. Continue with the five-star review, p- please. If you grew up watching Southern Wrestling like I did, then the booking the territory is the podcast for you. Old-school wrestling talk mixed with unprofessional comic genius. 
Hard Buddy Harper is the wild card, and you don't dare miss a minute of the show because he is going to pop you when you least expect it. <laughs> Doc Turner is the snarky spot monkey who fills in the gaps with hilarious takes. And make sure you give Mike Mills his flowers. Mm-hmm. The menace brings it all together. The best wrestling podcast going today. That's right. No lies to Thanks, DST. Continue, sir. Okay. The, the next one, yeah, the title somebody. is BTT Army Five Star General. And I think this is from long time. Uh, yes. Chris Zanto. Not Zoncha. Zanto. All right. What a show. If you're on the fence, give the boys a listen. Don't bother being woke or offended around the menace, Doc, and the superstar, Chris Harper. And if you're really cool, and I know you are, that's a big leap. Join the Patreon army, and that's an order. Book it, B. Yeah. Subscribe, too. Well, Bill Watts called me woke the other day. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. that's nice. Oh, he did, Harper. You didn't hear about this? No. Well, yeah. 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 Listen to it. Listen to it real quick. This is, listen to what Bill Watts said about me. Who the fuck is Mike Mills? And why the fuck should I care what that little fucking mental midget thinks? He sure does have a lot to say about how I ran WCW. You tell that little woke bitch to go fuck himself. <laughs> wow. That's nice. A man of God Real speaks nice. like that. I know. Peace be with you, you fucking shithead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, right before Jesus' birthday. Well, oh, not for these sorry, people. The time, yeah, yeah, it's probably the World Series is probably going on. By the time these people <laughs> no, are we are here. probably getting fired up for February 14th. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're about to oh, get fired up February 14th for uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's uh, I, I got one more thing, Doc, before we get into the main show, and that is I want to give a shout-out to uh, one new patron this week, Hopper. I think your buddy, buddy Randy joined Patreon. I think, yeah, because he fucking hit me up. He said, dude, that shit was hilarious. My fucking kitty's <laughs> U.S. <laughs> right, because what I did was the clip was so good, I pulled it from the show and posted it on Patreon. That way, the patrons would hear it a month ahead of before it aired since we're so far ahead right now based on our schedules. So Randy signed up. So Randy, if if he's listening to this, Randy, that's not the first time you've been weaved into stories. Uh, you just need to be aware. Harper frequently says, "I call my buddy Randy." I mean, your mom made the show, so you know. Let's remember that when Harper locked his keys in the in the car or or his phone in the car or whatever, and he he didn't have a number, and the only number he could remember was Randy's house, and Randy's mom answered the phone. So. Randy, thank you for signing up, and uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that. And uh, thanks for you know throwing a few bucks to the show; it's greatly appreciated. And if you want to be like Randy, become a patron at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Not only do you get early access to things like that, but last week we did a show on rock. In uh, what year was that? '91, Doc. We yeah. they uh, Harper and Doc ranked six of the best albums from that year that dropped within about 44 days of each other. There's Tales from the Territories reviews. 
There's all that gold, all of our WCW pay-per-views and Clash of the Champions that we've done to this point over the years, all available on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Be like Randy and all the other cool kids and sign up. It's a great way to support the show. Not only support the show, but you get tons of extra content. So thank you very much. If you're a patron and if you're not one, what are you waiting on? Become one. On that note, Doc, how about we get started on this week's show, the main event, and that is WCW Saturday Night on TBS from August the 1st of 1992. Uh, I'm going to hit play on the video version, get us going. Uh, this week's As show we was taped. Go ahead. Well, let me let me say this. Sure. <clears throat> I did a little research on some folks, and one of the people that I can tell you is gone is Steve Armstrong. He's been gone for a month or two. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. That sounds about right. Morton and Smothers should both be gone this month. Yeah. So we talked about that recently. Because um, neither both of them are not far away from their, well, actually. Classic moments. Tracy's may have already aired when he's swinging on the, swinging on the porch in Smoky Mountain by this point. So, yeah. Um. Classic moments in Smoky Mountain wrestling. Morton was episode 26 of Smoky Mountain, from what I remember. But definitely classic moments. This was taped July 27th, 1992 at Center Stage. The show opens with Austin cutting a promo that was aired on Worldwide. He's cutting it on Steamboat. More on that later. Then Jim Ross and Bill Watts welcome us into the show. They talk about Steamboat missing his match with Austin. Watts says he will get his chance at Austin. And then we pretty much go straight to the ring after Bill fillets himself at the beginning of the show we'll go to brian pillman versus sergeant buddy lee parker um doc did you have anything from watts in the opening or the match you have not shared the video yet oh it's running on my end but you need to see it is what you're saying i don't have to i just need you to play audio at the 350 mark y'all have anything mike oh okay wait okay Uh oh okay there it is Deep State Hopper in effect, in effect, which oh. is cool. That's fine. We did a whole show last week. You just didn't realize it. Would you be in Deep State? Okay, three fifty mark. You said, Doc. Yeah, we're looking at Watts's audio. All right, here it is. Locked now by Pillman in control. Well, I'm gonna be in in uh, Baltimore, and of course, I haven't been there, Jim, since years ago when I wrestled Bruno San Martino, who's one of the all-time greats and, a, and an athlete that everybody can respect. Pillman going for the cover there. Hooked the leg. Got one out of it. There you there's going to be a lot more Bruno talk on this show. We talked about Bruno. Well, there's going to be a lot more. Don't Bruno's he show gonna, up? Bruno's going to show up. Bruno's going to do commentary. Yeah. Bruno's going to be on a clash. Andre shows up too, right? That next clash. I think it's yeah. Clash 20. I, I think it's, it's the next one. last televised appearance. Yeah, when he's real bad off. You sound bad off right now. No, I mean, it's just sad. I know. He we, we does see look. Him at that point, we are like, damn, dude. Yeah, Clash 20. That's the next one we're going to cover. We're going to cover the event. Doc, any other thoughts on this match? Not Man, much happening here. Stone Cold kicked a Stone Cold promo at the beginning. Did you want me to go back to it? I think you might ought to. He sounds like Stone Cold there. Yeah, he does. How could we not see money in this? Here it is. You will get no more shots at the world television title you were laying at home and you say you were nursing some bruised ribs maybe you were 
Maybe you weren't. I guess you need something to hide behind. Now, I'm not calling you a chicken, Steamboat, but a real athlete would not have missed this opportunity. That cadence was not far off from you sit there and thump your Bible and your courage. That was close. Yeah, we've been saying that for a few months now. They're Agreed. sitting on a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what we're going to do with him. by mail. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> All right. Doc, I any thoughts on. Um, extra thoughts on what? Pillman and, and Parker. They have lots of Matt wrestling here for two small guys. Um, I'm going to say it more as the show goes on. Two play by play guys right here. What's well, let's nothing breathe. Told you what's happening, man. Back when he did Mid-South, he owned it so he could pretty much tell Watts or Boyd Pierce or whoever was sitting there with him to just shut up, introduce the show, and then throw it to him. And he would just talk nonstop. The dynamic has changed now. Jim Ross is a professional. He knows what he's doing. He needs to call it and then throw to a color commentator to make comments. He does not need Bill Watts messing up his flow. And that's exactly what Bill Watts does this whole time. I, I don't even want to talk about it because it's just it's a constant. It doesn't end. Well, here's what I'm going to set up for you to think about. Bill Watts isn't the best color commentator on this episode. Okay. I don't know what that's supposed to mean at this moment, but. Get there. Okay. We always do. We always make it to the end of the show. So. Pillman's going to beat Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. He gives Parker a forearm, um, hits him with a nice-looking drop kick off the second rope and wins. From there, we go to audio of Brian Pillman. Here it is. Thanks very much, Cowboy. And, Brian, I know you've got a lot in coming right now with the Stinger. He's looking forward to his rematch with Big Van Vader to regain the World's Heavyweight Championship. On the same instance, you're looking forward to your rematch with uh, Flot, with uh, Brad Armstrong for the light heavyweight title. Well, J.R. Stinger is certainly getting revved up. He's got a big title shot ahead of him against Big Van Vader. I've been a good friend of Sting's. He's been a great inspiration to me. And I'm going to be right alongside these great fans of WCW watching the Stinger put it to Big Van Vader. Now it's uh, an interesting parallel because I'm in the midst of a title chase as well. I'm going after Brad Armstrong for that world light heavyweight title. I'm trying to put some victories together. It's been tough. We all know the great athletes in the light heavyweight division. Brad's been a true world champion. He's fought friend or foe. He's over in Japan now defending the belt. I'm just hoping to put together some impressive victories and get a title shot. All right, Brian, best of luck on that endeavor, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we've got tag team action on WC. Uh, mean potatoes, but I want to play it because I think Pillman's a good promo. Your thoughts? Fair enough. Robert, what you think? Same? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. From there, we go to Terry Taylor and Scotty Flamingo versus Z-Man and Marcus Bagwell. Interesting combination here. Scotty Flamingo is dick dancing when he comes out, and he does the Stan Lane wiggle slash snake. Look at this dude. Oh, yeah. What is What's happening here, Doc? Yeah, I was hoping that as a white guy acting black, you could tell me. Come on. Wow. 
Wow. Is that like a side cabbage patch or something? The snake? Side cabbage patch. Oh, he's doing a snake. Okay. Yeah. Like, watch. Watch when he hits it. But see, Stan, Stan Lane used to do that same move. Yeah, but he was good at it. Well, I mean, come on. Stan Lane is the original. Well, I, he might not be the original, but he's probably our favorite dick dancer. He had look, years look, look. to perfect it with Steve Kern in Memphis. See, Scotty Flamingo, if you watch him, he's going too fast. He's not letting it breathe. Because he's not comfortable with any of this because he's raving. There he goes. But he's he's not he's got to let it breathe and he's not letting it breathe. You ever watch white people dance? Oh, it's hilarious. Go to Key West. <laughs> sometimes it's worse. Sometimes it's worse when they're drunk, Harper. Hey, Mike, I, I went on YouTube. I put in Key West. I found some like a B ninety seven wet T shirt contest from Kenny's Key West. <laughs> that sounds like a great. Patron episode on video. I think we now have something to do over the Christmas vacation. Yeah, we might have something to do. That is Good job, awesome. Harper. Yeah. Good job, Harper. All right, Doc. On to this match. Any thoughts on these four guys having a tag match here? None of this means anything. Terry Taylor can't get booked well to save his life. It's a by-the-numbers match, which is okay, I guess, but I just don't care. I mean, you got the sleep monster in here. That's one negative. Well, that's automatically going to draw a strike for you. Yeah. And then Bagwell is still a rookie. I mean, he's still kind of getting you know his feet wet. And Scotty Flamingo is completely miscasted as whatever this is he's supposed to be. And... Terry Taylor, to to be frank, he's rehabilitated himself as, like, tailor-made man. They're just not doing him any favors with the booking of him. Like, he's good. Correct. They just – it's just – what are we doing with him? Nothing is the answer. So they go for, like – He's still still young. I I agree. And he's he's gotten – to me, if you watch this, he's gotten over, like we said, the Red Rooster. It's not like – it's lingering to me. He's gotten past that. It's just that they're not doing him any favors. But they don't do most people favors when you think there about you it. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, um, Z-Man is going to make uh, a hot tag to, to Bagwell. Um, Yeah, did you see that? That looked rough. It did. Z-Man. It was supposed like to be like a... Slide. It looked like it was supposed to be a backslide that went into a neck breaker, and you could tell Taylor's like, what the piss was that, Tom? And so Z-Man makes the hot tag. All four guys are going to end up in the ring. Now, Bagwell is the legal man. I want you to pay attention to that. I don't want to be this asshole who critiques this, over-critiques it, but Bagwell is the legal man, right? He never tagged Z-Man. Somehow, though, Z-Man comes into the ring and he's going to super kick Taylor. And when he super kicks Taylor, he ends up pinning Taylor and they win. He never, did, did you ever see a tag, Doc? He, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Okay. 
Well, oh, the baby face is cheated, is my point. He super okay. kicks Taylor, and uh, they get the pin. It's it's okay. I'm done with it. I just want to complain a little bit. It's okay. Next complain, up, Johnny. Man, B- you deserve it. You deserve it, King. Okay. Next up is Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> what did you just say? Nothing. I missed it. No, what did you say? <laughs> okay, he's going to not repeat himself now. Let's go Bro, to Johnny to, B. Bad now. I had to go on mute. I started coughing, man. What were you saying? I said, you deserve it, King. Okay. Let's go to Johnny B. Bad. He's a king. Harry, the last time we talked, we talked about the Tutti Fruity just fitting Big Van Vader just right for the world title. Well, let me tell you something about the Tutti Fruity. If I hit Big Van Vader, it's going to be, see you later, Vader, because I've been knocking out boys ever since I came to World Championship Wrestling. Did you know that, Jimmy? All right, I know you got your sights set also on the light heavyweight championship. We heard Flying Brian out here earlier. He's looking for Brad, for Brad Armstrong. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, oh, hush, Jimmy. Let me tell you three reasons why I'm going to be light heavyweight champion of the world. Number one, I'm a great athlete. Number two, I'm so pretty. And number three, I'm a bad man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, more comments from Johnny B. Bad. Let's go back up to Tony Gillum. This guy's my new favorite wrestler in (laughs) WCW 92. Uh, I love Johnny B. Bad, man. Yeah, for real, huh? It's awesome. <laughs> uh, he's going to whoop Vader and then calls himself a bad man. All right. Doc, your thoughts on Johnny B. Bad there? It wasn't great, but I like the fact that we're doing promos again. Yeah. Thank you, you, Bill Watts. his own makeup? No. No? Yeah, I don't think so. It's too. It's too perfect. Like... When I say perfect, like, like how would he know how to do That's true, huh? his eyes and stuff? Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are men who do know how to do that. It, oh. They just ain't named Mark Merrow. So, no. Mm-mm. Like, like, Harper, if, imagine if somebody told you to put eyeliner on and do your lashes and do stuff. That like that shit. Bro, I'd be on... Simmons. I'd be on YouTube right now trying to figure it out, and I still wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> so there's that. Barbarian takes on Chad Bird. Doc, any thoughts? Bird kind of looks like Mr. Perfect after a late night at Kenny's Key West. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how much mileage we're getting out of Kenny's Key West. I know. From dusk to dawn, whatever turns you on, I'll make you famous. <laughs> I know the guy who did those commercials. Like, can we get him? Can we get him on the show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Metairie was a wild place, man. <laughs> bro, dude, Fat City was rolling, bro. It was wild, bro. I know. I never All went. Bars, bro. One after another, bro. Cheers, Zeppelins, the fucking Ski Lodge. The Uncle ski Larry's. Lodge. I bet there was a lot of drugs at the Ski Lodge. Yeah, there was a lot of drugs everywhere. That was, oh, bro, I was trying was to. I was trying to figure out when I, um, like my first time going to Kenny's, 
it had to be like in that 90, 97, 98 time frame. Yeah. That's the first time I ever went there. I mean, I, I was like well into my 20s. Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right. Doc, any more thoughts on Barbarian? No, he looked good. Yeah, it's a squash match, so we leave it at that. All right, from there they go to um, Jim Ross. Let me get to the uh, to video verse, the video of it. We go to Jim Ross and Bill Watts, and they tell us that Nikita Koloff and Rick Rue were fined five thousand each after an incident on Worldwide, and then they throw to the footage from Worldwide where Rude and Nikita are fighting to the back after a match where Nikita was DQ'd for throwing Rude over the top rope. And then they fight into the dressing room where Nikita and Rude are going at it. And what looks like damn near the whole roster when they show them in this dressing room are brawling. Um, Doc, did you have any thoughts on this portion of the show that they're showing with this brawl and them fighting in the dressing room and everybody essentially at one point being involved? Yeah, they're, they're getting after it. So why am I watching Saturday night and the two best things I've seen this far into the show come from Worldwide? which was Austin and Steamboat in this. Yeah, yeah, that's everybody, huh? Well, I asked you recently if you ever heard Bischoff's show that he did about when they went to Disney, and you yeah. said yes. And I, I need to recommend, because eventually we're going to get to the point where we go to Disney and we're taping worldwide at the soundstage. While that won't impact this show, Eric Bischoff talks about some very interesting things about when they went to Disney and how much money they ended up saving because of how they would have to tape worldwide and main event and all these, you know, pro all these shows they would do where they're on the road. And um, I'm not the biggest Bischoff fan, but he, he made a lot of sense when that decision was made. And when they, when they went to Disney to tape worldwide, it, it I, I mean, I don't know, doc, I, I, I kind of asked you about it offline, but, didn't you? Did you think that was a good show? Or do you remember even listening to it now? No. Okay. Disposable content, bro. Okay. I don't anyway, okay. hearing that. Yeah, yeah. He, he talked How about the it? deal. Not that old. It was like uh, a year. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, really, really good episode. And again, it's Bischoff's version of it, so obviously you you take from it, you know, take that from it, but. I mean, from a business standpoint, I understand why they made that decision. But there's a lot of just like interesting I tidbits. You're gonna see like shit like with with like crazy out there with like Alex Wright, but fucking Minnie Mouse or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> Actually, the funny part is they would bust them over from a hotel. They yeah. didn't want them on the like Disney right. premises. Somebody so they would bust them, them over. about wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, Bischoff had Don't some interesting stuff. Don't you wrestlers near them kids. Bischoff had some interesting stuff to say about, like, Watts during this era, too, that, that I found. Like, basically, the morale was the drizzling you-know-what during Watts's era. Yeah. Because he's a tyrant and a bully. Well, he doesn't he's like me, apparently. called one. What you said? Rick Root's about to come out and call him one. Well, I, bro, I can't wait. So anyway, let's go to this audio right now. 
Um, cause I this is this is like my um two toot award segment. Here it is. Well, it looks as if we're about to be joined by the United States heavyweight champion, ravishing Rick Rude and Medusa. About this uh, situation. Well, well, well. Watch Bill Watts' reaction. Bill Watts, your reputation precedes you. Inside the wrestling ring, you were a ferocious and dominating wrestler. Now it amazes me as head honcho of the WCW how you continue to carry your bullying tactics in the front office. Bill Watts, Cowboy Bill, upholder of law and justice. Well, that, that's just fine and dandy to me, but where my problem is, is it was Nikita Koloff who threw me over the top rope. It was Nikita Koloff who continued to fight down the aisle into the outer limits. And it was Nikita Koloff who barged into a restricted dressing room, my dressing room. Bill Watts, you're right. Nikita Koloff should be fined and fined heavily. But me, I didn't do anything wrong unless you call defending myself wrong. No, that's okay, Bill. That's okay. I'm going to pay your $5,000 fine. But for every dollar that goes towards your fine, I'm going to take out of Nikita Koloff's hide. And with seven quarts of blood pumping through his Russian veins, that's going to amount to about $666 a quart. And it's going to be on your conscience, Watts. And one other thing while I have the floor here. I am the United States heavyweight champion. And I have been for quite some time. And you know quite well that that makes me number one in line for a shot at the world heavyweight champion. It don't matter if it's Big Van Vader. It don't matter if it's Sting. Bill Watts, you in the WCW owe me a shot at the title. Or do you got some kind of conspiracy going against me? No, one thing he's right, he is gonna pay the fine. And I know how innocent he is. I think we need to look at the U.S. title. It is the number one contender. And maybe we better get him some tougher competition, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more on WCW Saturday Night right after this. Okay. I, this is the main thing I wanted to talk about this week. Y'all think Bill Watts didn't expect what he said? Because he shoots, he's shooting some looks at him during this thing that make me feel like, Oh, you think you funny, huh, you son of a bitch? When he's I calling him a bully and a tyrant and a and and what your bullying tactics in the front office? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're Look at working. him. You're right. Okay. I mean, I know they're working, but his ex- I feel like he he's shoots gotta work work. stiff. I agree, but he's smirking, but then he starts smiling like, oh, okay, you you think this is funny, huh? We've got to lay it in. I just don't remember Watts smiling like that in, like, Mid-South. But Rude's, Rude's tearing him a hey, new, look, new butthole right here. Yeah, I mean, Rick Rude's not spelled R-O-O-D, and it's not 1982 anymore. He's got to, he's the man. Yeah. Look at Watts. He's laughing at him, though. He's like, oh, okay, you think you're funny. Well, 
<sighs> Don't look for nah. things that aren't there. Right. <laughs> you do it all the time. Okay. That's it. This was phenomenal. It was great. Yeah. Hopper, any thoughts about uh, Mr. Kenny's Key West here, Rick Root? I didn't realize how much taller he, he is than uh, Bill Watts. I, big fella. I, no, no, no. He's not that much taller than Watts. Because they're shooting it look weird how too. they're shooting it weird, but Medusa's not that much shorter than Watts either. Like Watts is a tall man. Medusa's right, like right, right. That's that, that, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's almost like he's they're standing on something, but I, I don't know why they would be. Because he's not that much taller than Watts, and he he looks like he's towering over him. But I think it's the angle. It's got to be the angle they're well, shooting. Well, cocaine makes you feel ten feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Uh, boy, I thought this was great. I, my favorite segment of the show. Rick Rude was billed as six three. Yeah, Watts is taller than six three. So it's almost and look look Jr's not that tall next to Watts. Yeah. It's almost like they're standing. They got to be standing on something and they have to. Watts be. is 6'3. No, Watts is taller than that. I'm just, man, if you believe Wikipedia. Well, I don't believe the internet all the time. Look, there's people on the Jim internet Ross that swear the freaking earth is flat, okay? Well. Speaking of flat, Jimmy Garvin is out here to take on Steve Williams, who uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams, who comes out with. Uh, with Terry Gordy, man, the Freebirds and and Jimmy Garvin have got their y'all ain't crap no more papers and uh, y'all about to do pin me pay me. So I wonder if Garvin's been told he's done and he's got to put up some people over on the way out. Yeah, I think he got told your contract ain't being renewed. I don't know this for a fact. I'd have to go back and and research it one hundred percent. But I think he got told. Yeah, you're going to be a cost-cutting measure, and um, that's one of the cu- cuts because his contract doesn't get renewed. I know that much. He's coming to his end. You know, you know the best thing about this match? What's that? Watts is no longer on color, and JR is really spacing it out, letting the match breathe. Yeah. So not also, only... He's the third best color guy on this show because he's better when he's not there. Silence is better than him. And then we're going to find another guy that's the best one of the show. Terry Gordy looks different. He cut his hair or something. Mm. He's got it tied back in a ponytail. Yeah, he's got it like... He's got a rubber band or something in it. Like a side pony. Yeah. Well... Garvin ain't winning this. How about that? No. Something else that's happening in this match. Boy, you want to talk about grab a hold. Boy, they go slow and on the mat. Good God. They laid on the mat for like six minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I don't blame Garvin here. He's about to walk out the door. He ain't getting renewed. Yeah, let me just uh, lay on the mat and let Dr. Death pin me. Yeah, and that's all it. that happens. So, Doc, any thoughts before I go to the finish of this thing? Hit the finish. 
All right, we get a big lariat by Garvin, and Dr. Death actually does take a bump, and then Garvin slams Dr. Death and then comes off the second rope, but Dr. Death is going to catch him, and he's going to hit him with a power slam. We only get a two count, but the announcer damn near said it was over, but then Dr. Death picks him up, does the Oklahoma Stampede, and he is going to end up winning the match. And that was it. Any clo- Any other thoughts, Doc, on it? Not a damn thought. Man. So... Let me ask this while I'm while we're watching the finish play. Did you have anything from Gordy and Williams's promo? It's not bad. It's just kind of like meat and potatoes to me. It was. It was good. Okay. They were I mean, they're calling out everybody. They're saying Vader can get some. Yeah, they don't There was one thing that they said. Let me go to it cuz they did say one thing. They, they they called him they called Vader a fat boy. Here it is. Bam Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams have put the world titles on the line against the Steiner brothers, but I understand you gentlemen have also talked to the promoters, either one of you, to take on Big Van Vader for the world title. Let me tell you something about Vader, uh, Jim Ross. You know, I think personally there's only two men alive that can beat the Vader, and one of them standing right here, and you're looking at the other one. Now, I'll tell you, you put that big fat boy in there, and we'll show you how to put him down. Now, as far as this right here, you know, everybody, the whole wrestling world is now realizing what me and Steve Williams has done. We have done something that no other tag team in the world has done. The whole world is starting to realize it. We are holding the NWA world titles the WCW World Titles, no man has ever done that. No team has ever done that. Well, Doc, I know that the Steiner Brothers are right around the corner, only hours away. You know something, Jim Ross? And you know something, WCW? Somebody, please give the Steiners a corner so they can go out and call somebody who gives a damn. And for you, Ricky Steamboat, if you can't play with the big dogs, then stay on the porch. And for you, Vader, you see the two toughest men in the world. All right, ladies and gentlemen, some strong comments from Williams and Gordy. And right now, let's go up to the ring, the Steiner Brothers in tag team competition. All right, Doc, I played it. Any thoughts on these two calling everybody out? They're just out there to beat ass and call people names. I like That's it. That's right. All right. I need uh, Harper's thoughts on the Steiner brothers versus Mike Thor and Danny Deese. Harper, I want you to look at this Danny Deese guy and tell me what you think when they cut to him. He's the one with the blue jacket on on the left. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Uh, how would you describe his hair cut? That is God. That's white, man. That's that's Buddy Landell. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Damn, it, those look just like it. the black tights, the boots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he might look like him. I don't want to say he wrestles like him. No, look. He's actually a pudgier, bigger version than Buddy. Even right. when Buddy was pudgy, he wasn't like that big. Well, I don't like Gordy and Williams be out scouting the competition. That makes it look like they're chasing the challengers, and I don't prefer that. I think it's because there's heat there 
with the two teams. Okay. That's all. Can you give me 4205? We get a Steiner line that's going to be a Steiner line. Yeah, I got this. I got the same time stamp. Oh, there you go. I had Do to I know to... because not only is this Steiner line, but I swear he hits him right in the mouth. Watch his arm. I know. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was rough. The finish comes right after the this. Finish. You need to get to the finish because this is going to set this place on fire. Yeah. So, um, tell you what. Let's go to some audio from the finish. Um, here it is. Tag made. Scotty back in. And... Mike Thor's arms hook and takes him down in a high-impact move, which has become synonymous with the Steiner brothers. And he circles the wagons here. It may be Frankensteiner time. And he got him up and he got him over. Oh, he planted him. What a Frankensteiner. And they win it. Here are your winners, Rick and Scott Steiner at the Steiner Brothers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it could be in the Omni on Sunday all right, so what happens after the finish, they hit the Steiner line, I mean, uh, Frankensteiner. After the match, Gordy and Williams jump in the ring, and we get a brawl going between these four, and the fans are on their feet, and they're loving it. So, Doc, you didn't want them out there scouting, but they said screw it. And you know what? I know they're heels, but they're kind of being baby faces a little bit too because this is something kind of like a baby face would do. What I mean is they don't interfere in the match. They let the match go, but then they're like, we're going to show how tough we are. And we're going to beat y'all up after y'all wrestle. Yeah, and I don't... It's What we get afterwards was worth me not liking them not being out there for it because that crowd reaction something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but they responded to it. Look at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was about to hit a Frankensteiner on Gordy, but Doc grabbed his leg and pulled him out. This was good, and the crowd was into it, so give them credit here. Kudos, uh, if you will. Flowers, man. Flow- oh, God, don't. Give them their flowers. Everybody gets flowers. No. It's almost no. Valentine's Day. Right. That's right. So. Let's go now to Cactus Jack. He's going to cut a promo. He's got something to say about wrestling Vader, maybe. Here that is. Hang with us, everyone, here on WCW Saturday night. Uh, order being restored by the officials uh, and uh, Grizzly Smith and many others in that Steiner Dr. Death situation. Uh, they've got their sights set on the World Tag Team Championship. I understand you've got your sights set on Big Van Vader. The way I see it, Jim, it's just too bad they could have handed out two championship belts at the Great American Bash. One for Big Van Vader because he did defeat Sting 1-2-3 to become the new champion. But a second one to Cactus Jack because I made it possible. Think back, if you will, to Beach Blast June 20th. Sting in a match where falls counted anywhere. I battered your body and haunted your mind and took your mind off that title just long enough so that a monster like Big Van Vader could step in and make you an ex-champion. So, Big Van Vader, my point is simple. You owe me! You owe me! Not a handshake, and not a thank you, but something that nobody else has ever had the guts to give me. A title shot! Think about it, matchmaking committee, and thinking about it good. You've got Big Van Vader, the irresistible force, meeting the immovable object. 
who will prevail. I don't know. Cactus Jack, world champion. It's got a nice ring to it. Bang, bang! I don't know who would win it either. I'd like to see it. Fans, let's go up to top. Um, Doc, I I thought this like made perfect sense for somebody who's like supposed to be a lunatic. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was a good promo. And again, he's trying to get some too. Put some cheese yeah. on his whopper. Let him get a shot. Yeah. What? He's calling out cheese. Vader. Let him get a shot at the title. Cheese on his whopper. Okay. All right. Yeah, get a little extra cheese on his whopper. All right. Yeah, Hopper, it makes sense to you, too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, I guess we all want Vader. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he did soften up Sting at that at that yeah. sure did. pay-per-view. Like, that was a hell of a match. So, I mean, he's not lying. He's got well, a legitimate complaint. From exactly. something great, we go to something not so great. Van Hammer versus John Peterson. I'm going to ask a question, and I know the answer to it. How long are we going to do this with this Van Hammer gimmick? BS? What's wrong, dude? I mean, the how many Van Hammers did you see at Kenny's Key West, Hopper? Uh, you saw well, some Van Hammer. Fuck, you know what I was when we were watching the uh, the tag team match with a uh, Buff and uh, Z Man, yeah, and. Uh, uh, Terry Taylor and and and, uh, and Raven. I'm looking at them. I was like, boy, I bet them and Q Kings Key West back there would have fucking, but they would have lit it out, bro. Yeah, dude, they would have had their ice chest filled by seven o'clock in the morning, bro. <laughs> oh man, this is where Cactus is on color, and he does a really nice job. It's because he knows what he's doing and he's a professional as crazy as he is. So much better than Watts on color. You know the worst part about it? After he was on color, he had to go get critiqued by Watts. Yeah, here's what you did wrong. Right. The whole time it's like... I'm finding you because that's how I get paid. (laughs) There you go. That's not true. Oh, it is. It's true. That, it's did you? True. Were you not on the show when I mentioned that? Yeah. Hopper? Yeah. Went on Anderson yeah. said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Van Hammer hits his finisher and um, he's gonna win. And Cactus, I got to give him credit. He's on commentary trying his best to put this dude over who smokes Virginia Slim's one twenties. All right, continuing. Jim Ross is going to throw to an interview that Tony Schiavone did with Ron Simmons. Simmons talks about giving back to the community, his football career, having FSU retire his jersey, and he turns his attention to winning the world title. This is kind of not really a personality profile, but it kind of is. It's something that they're going to do on the show uh, as we continue forward. We've seen a lot of this footage already. So they want to replay it or re-air it, even though the interview is new. And he talks about a lot of the same stuff. Uh, I think this is a good good position in what they do because it's continues to put over Ron Simmons and basically him saying he's going to be the next world champion. He doesn't say that, but that's what is implied. So, Doc, what were your thoughts on this? 
It was all right. What and I just wondered what kind of community service um, Ron was doing when he was in Doom. Was it rat <laughs> cleanup? Come on. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Can you be I mean, serious sometimes? Yeah, I mean, for everything else, it's stuff we've heard, but it's effective in this time. They got him. Yeah, I, I mean, you got to remember, in their minds, in their minds, they got to make the black guy seem appealing to the white audience, and that takes repetition and work for them. That's right. In their, in their mind, I, I don't yeah. think that's what was. Bruh, doing at this moment, but go ahead, Hopper. I know you're lying now because I know all the stuff you say about white people all the time and how yeah, you think Mike. we think. And I know that you are not acting in good faith right now. Brings you hear the shit he says when he thinks his fucking shit's uh, on fucking mute. Jesus Christ. I know. He's white people. <laughs> Y'all are funny. No, fuck that. Your wife walks in. You still doing that podcast with those two crack ass crackers? <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Uh, I do, I do, I do need a. At some point, Doc, maybe we'll do this in a close tonight. I need to read the comments from the rock episode about those albums because, like, there were so many people who commented on, on that, on that show on Patreon. Type like it up Patreon and send page. it to me. Type it up and send it to you. Yeah, all the comments. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about typing up. How's, how's type it up and send out? it over. Okay. Like right now? No, after the show. Stay up tonight and have it on my desk by 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> okay, 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 Bill. Okay, Bill Watts. Sure. Let's go now to uh, after Ron Simmons. We're going to get a, a promo from Nikita. Uh, I think this is pretty good. Let's go to Nikita and see what he's got to say. You to come out here to address the $5,000 fine that you were levied as a result of your altercation recently with Ravishing Rick Rude, the United States champion. Well, you know, I, I couldn't help but hearing Ravishing Rick Rude out here complaining about paying the fine. But the money's not the issue here. It's important, but it's not the issue. The issue is you, Ravishing Rick Rude. The issue is the U.S. boat. And I want you both. I don't care if it takes place in the dressing room. I don't care if it takes place in the parking lot or inside the wrestling ring. I want you. You've hit behind your belt long enough. You've hit behind Medusa long enough. And speaking of Medusa, if you want to get in the ring, Medusa, and jump on my back and scratch me and kick me and punch me, then you better be able to take the the result. If not, stay out of my way. Go make a hotel reservation for Rude. Go make an airline reservation. Get his water or be his slave, but stay out of my way. Jeez. Rick Rude, it doesn't take long to beat you. Three seconds is not a long time. Just ask Sting or ask the Steiners. Three seconds is not a long time. And I want to say one more thing. Someone once told me to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Well, Rick Rude, you are the man. And I intend to beat you. All right, some very strong comments from the number one. I mean, I thought it was good, but man, he doesn't value women, does he? Who does? Hey, come on. <laughs> the future's female, Michael. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you hear Will Ferrell this week? He said it's time for women to run the world. 
I mean, would it really be that much worse than what men do? Because we can mess suburbs. up some stuff too. In the suburbs, it's already happening. Oh my God. Don't get me started on that topic. <laughs> All you right. can find it in a suburban Target where you find a woman's full cart far out strips her job earnings for the week. <laughs> oh, boy, you're going to get some heat from that one. I'm going to let That's you stand nice. and die on that hill. All right. Can we go back to Nikita Koloff? He's gotten a lot better on promos, and he's pulling up Rick Flair lines, bro. Yeah. And his accent <clears throat> kind of died off. Well, you know, oh. he's not really from Lithuania. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, that's been happening for a while. Right. I know. Huh? But I mean, well, now he's it's been like here super... forever. When's he going to assimilate and learn the language? Yeah. I don't know. But... I don't know. But Vader's taking on a guy by the name of Jim Nash. And he that's delivers a lariat right here that knocks this guy in the next year. That guy's got a decent body for a job or two. You know what it's I like? It's like that. he's riding like a like on a horse and he and he hit a branch <laughs> and it knocked him off the fucking horse. That's, That's what exactly it what it looked like. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. Whoopsie. Yeah. This guy's big, man, and Vader's just manhandling him. Yeah. Uh but size means nothing. Doc, let me continue and go to you. Uh, anything else before? Convinced you? Okay. Let's continue. Any thoughts from Vader who, boy, he destroys this guy. Are we getting Power to a point bomb. where we need to pull Vader off TV for a little bit to let the mystery grow? He's kicked some ass. He's beat Sting. Now pull him back to create a little imagination work. I think they're fine just having him squash people. Uh, I'm sure you do. I'd be mad if, if they said put the him opposite. Some... You would have said the opposite. So there you go. I'd be mad if they put him in some kind of multi-man match that you see these modern organizations do. They take their world champion and put him in some tag match. That means nothing. Okay. That's fair, I guess. Maybe. You know what I'm talking about. They do it all the time. Oh, absolutely. I know. Yeah, I got you. WWE, AEW, they do it. Tag. Yeah, they'll they'll I know. let's let's put them in a tag. Well, why? Oh, guys, we got to get them all on the card. We right. Come here, shit. Vader wins with a power bomb. We continue. Uh, from there, we're gonna continue, and um, Sting is gonna cut like a twenty second promo talking about Vader. It was super quick, and it was over before it got started. He spent more time slapping hands with the fans than he did anything else. And I'm serious. He cuts like a twenty second promo before the main event of the show. Doc, did you have thoughts on your favorite wrestler of all time, Sting? He slapping said hands. something about raising it two notches to kick some booty. Those are exact quotes. I don't know what was happening here. It was that's not going to get it done against Vader. No, you 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 look like you're going to a costume party for Mardi Gras or something with that purple yeah. and gold jacket on. I don't. Better get I, this serious. Didn't... The man took your title, and now he's coming for your pride. He said it. Yeah. And you're I... out here talking about raising it two notches to kick some booty. I love Sting, but this wasn't my favorite. Why do you <laughs> love Sting? What, what has he ever done that's been great for you? 
Oh, he's great. He loves Jesus and yeah. Unlike Bill Watts, he doesn't take himself too serious. I think Sting's a swell fella. Any other questions, Doc? You like him ten percent more if he was black. Come on, maybe. Say yeah. I said maybe. I mean, I like Ron Simmons more than Sting. I guarantee in a parallel universe, Harper, there's some podcast he's doing with two brothers. (laughs) They're kind (laughs) of like you and me. That's (laughs) nice. (laughs) And he's way happier doing it than he is this one. (laughs) I like when Harper does that laugh and he's in deep state. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny, (laughs) man. What the fuck? <laughs> Let's go to the main event of the show. Steve Austin, who is the world television champion, is taking on Ricky Steamboat. Jim Ross, with some hyperbole here. Not that Austin is not great, but he calls Austin the greatest TV champion WCW history. And let's remember, we've had guys like Arn Anderson hold that belt. But... I'm not saying Steve isn't great. I'm just saying, I don't know. So Sounds like that's what you're saying. I mean, do, do you think at this point Austin is the greatest TV champion in WCW history? When are we supposed to, or when are we stuck to telling the truth on wrestling shows? Oh, okay. Well, that's true. Well, because I don't know, because I, I think they kind of want to move away from the whole Jim Crockett and that, and that world. Maybe so. That's a great thing to think about. Good job, Harper. Mike. See? Smart Arms up. held that belt since it they went away from Crockett. They've been gone. They've been not they have been not a part of JCP for a yeah, long but time they at this point. Pretend like that never happened. Okay. I'm saying Arn held the TV belt after they sold oh, it. Oh, did he? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But we'll continue. Like Doc said, Doc made a good point. When does wrestling have to tell the truth? I mean, he's not lying. They lie all the time for the sake of it being a word. All right, Doc, let me go to you. They're going to work slow to get started. They hell started the match with like 20 minutes left in the episode. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, I thought it was – I had same note you had that it's a slow start, but still good. And they're just telling a different kind of story here, and they get it going. And I got a couple of timestamps here. 106.38. Okay. Let's see. Have a nice move to get out of the pen and and go at those ribs. Because I thought Steamboat was hurt. So Austin avoids a pen attempt and hurts his opponent. Yeah, that was good. Made sense in the story. Yeah, you attack the ribs that are hurt on the pen attempt. 108.35. I felt like Steamboat caught him with a good one here. I think I have this one too. Austin shoots Steamboat off, blocks the hip toss, another blocked hip toss. Oh, yeah. Steamboat avoided the lariat and then hits Austin with the lariat and then puts him in like a reverse arm bar. That looked good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Steamboat worked the arm for minutes. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, any other timestamps? Well, no timestamps, but that's when I noticed that when we were working that arm that we didn't have Watts out. So this match I automatically gets an extra star. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you got two pros out there. I mean, for being real. So they get into this thing with the match where it's, I'm not going to call it hole for hole, but they got a, in the finish, they got a series of false finishes here. 
And after a slam and a small package attempt by Steamboat, Steamboat has Austin on the ropes but can't keep Austin down. Steamboat is then going to get Austin in a sleeper. Austin fights through it, though. They then do a spot where they collide and both take a bump, which Paul Lee is out there with Austin. So that means Paul Lee is going to get on the apron and he throws, I guess it's supposed to be brass knucks in a ring or some kind of gimmick. Well, Austin doesn't get the gimmick. Steamboat grabs it and hits Austin with it and knocks him out. So then that's going to lead to Nick Patrick, who's the referee, going to count one, two, three. And it appears Steamboat won the belt. And he's like, you know, because he won, he just pinned him. <laughs> but when Nick Patrick goes to raise Steamboat's hand, and we're going to see it here on the video version in a second, <laughs> he goes to raise Steamboat's hand after the after the pin. He doesn't take the knucks off his hand, and Nick Patrick sees it and is like, no, 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 no. And he reverses the decision, and he awards a match to Austin as the winner who's going to retain Watch when he Steve doesn't put he's not gonna put it away and Nick Patrick's like wait dude are you serious look he's looking at it now wait no 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 <laughs> I don't know usually the, usually the, the usually the baby face even if he does that tucks it away in the trunks but nope Steamboat said nope Paulie threw it into the ring but he reversed the decision and Austin gets the win I thought this that's, was good I didn't I didn't mind the finish you didn't like the finish Hopper. Yeah, it's okay, but as a fan, you're like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna cheat. What would the little lizard think? <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> little lizard. But root, root, root is the MVP during this era. Oh yeah, Lauren's great, but Rick Root is gold. Just he's like the gold standard. All right, this was a good match. It was different. And not 100% what I expected, but I didn't feel cheated when it was over. Nah, man, the best part of this is they gave him, like, they gave him, it's a TV title match. And what I hate about sometimes like this is when they don't give him time. No, they gave him time. They were out there for 25 minutes, you know, before the finish happened. So I thought this was good, you know. It let it breathe. It was slow in the beginning, but once they... Once they got going and he started working body parts and you got to the finish, the finish was fast paced. I don't think I stressed this in that finish. They do that series of false finishes that you just didn't see during this era that much. It was good. Yeah. All right. Well, before we leave the show and get the toot toot award and hand out the rating, we do have one more promo. Paulie Dangerously is with Jim Ross after the match. Here it is. Well, as I said, we haven't heard the last of this situation. It was obvious that you were trying to get that object to stunning Steve Austin. I think I think Steamboat deserves a rematch. I understand there's another big tag team event signed here for next week involving two of your men. Speaking of tag teams, next week on this very program, I'm going to let the whole world know what my lawyers are consummating right now. And that's a very important deal involving the Dangerous Alliance, Dr. Death and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. But next week also on this very program, on Anderson and Bobby Eaton, against my better judgment, have accepted a match against Larry Zabisco and Flying Brian, where the top rope rule has been waived. Now people are saying, hey, Paulie, why are you bitching? Bobby Eaton's the best in the world at coming up the top rope. But that's Flying Brian's whole arsenal. And with Larry Zabisco, who knows the Dangerous Alliance better than anybody else, guiding Flying Brian's aerial maneuvers, that gives them 
a decided advantage. But what we're about is turning the rule book against you, turning those loopholes against you. And remember, Larry Zabisco, tell Flying Brian, the higher you fly, the harder you crash. And when you crash next week, Art and Bobby will assure you there will be no survivors. This is why you don't need a top rope rule. Right. Because we're, then we're waving it anyway. Like, they don't really explain why it's being waved. It's just being waved. Yeah, what the fuck? So it's like, which I don't mind it being waved because I think Paulie's right. You know, Pillman is a high flyer. It works to his advantage. But, you know, Bobby does that Alabama jam off the top rope too. So, mm-hmm. But it's just dumb. This is the whole top rope dumb stupidity that shouldn't be a rule and is. So there's that. All right, Doc. We got a, any other thoughts on the promo right there at the end? I thought it was a good one. Strong you close. What? Oh, yeah. What about you, Hopper? Yeah. It was great, Mike. Good, good close. <laughs> good <Yeah>. good close. <laughs> Give me flowers. Let's continue. So we're going to rate it and hand out the toot toot award before we do so. Remember, become a patron like Harper's friend Randy at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Great way to support the show. Not only support the show, but you get tons of extra content available. Over 400 plus Patreon exclusive shows, including the video versions that we do here at tinyurl.com slash BTT. We don't do ads. We just pump out content. And we don't bore you with 30 minutes of ads in every single show. Doc, on that note, let's uh, rate it. What are you giving this one? Little, little bit different episode. Um, some really good stuff. Some air stuff. <sighs> Give me a B plus. All right. B plus. Oh, I hate to agree with you, but I'll give it a B plus as well. Wow. Hopper? I'll give it a B. A standard right. B. Standard B. Yeah. Doc, 2 2 to Ward. Who gets it? I was tempted for Austin, but I really think that Rude coming out and staring down Watts and walking him out. I think it's I think uh staring him down get, gets Rick Rude the tootie tootie. He called him you were a ferocious and dominating wrestler, but as head honcho of WCW, you continue with your bullying tactics in the front office. That being the case, Rick Rude 100% gets it for me because there was some shooting involved in that. I know they're both working, but that is a shoot statement. Hopper, who are you giving it to? Yeah, it's going to be the Rude Force, Force promo. Yeah. Yeah. Who gets the flowers, which is the reverse 2 2 award? Vizan, his Amber. Come on, not Van Hand. Come on. You're just jealous because he's a rock star. Yeah. That's it. And he, and he smokes Virginia Slims 120s. Yeah. As Bobby Brady told me. His bitch cigarettes. That's nice. <laughs> Bobby said, that big bastard smokes those bitch cigarettes. Now, don't get me wrong. They're friends, apparently, but he did say that. Uh, Bobby said to tell you both hello, by the way. Hey. Oh, Happy holidays, Bobby. Hope you're gonna uh, get get you some for Valentine's Day too. Okay, that's nice. All right. It's well, true. we're getting we're working towards the end of the show. I do have a question, uh, Hopper. You got any big plans for Valentine's Day? 
Was she in Waffle House or? No. No. No, I don't know. I mean, we don't really. Don't. I don't know, bro. At this point, it's like you know, we just got to eat or something. Damn, dude, you ain't even married yet, and that's that's it. Bro, I mean, what do you want from me? <laughs> Put a little thought into it. You used to want to go to the Waffle House, and now you don't do a damn thing. Look, the lazy I'm fat. Bastard. I'm old. I'm tired. And you work. work. And you work with children. children. Yes. Doc, you got any... uh, Fucking getting this out of me, to be quite honest. Fuck. Yeah, he's right. Doc, you got any big plans for uh, Valentine's Day? Dude, it's not even Christmas, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me see what day of the week that is. Mm, It's a Wednesday night, so we're not recording. That is is a... uh, a designated soccer practice night because Monday through Thursday all are. God damn, dude. I tell you, man, one thing I do miss about you sports is, get you out is, of when, is, bruh, when it comes down to Valentine's Day, as Hopper says, sometimes even birthdays, when it depends on when they fall, it will get you out of some stuff because it is the one thing that the female species, if you have, if they are good mothers, they realize, well, damn, I'm really selfish if I put myself before the kid. That's right. Yep. Yep. It's the well, one time. Idea. It's the one time that mm-hmm. they realize that. Every other time, nah, you can nah. just knock the chess pieces off the board. It's all about them. Yeah. It's true. So we'll update you all on Valentine's Day as we get further into uh, the end of January and February, uh, beginning of February. Uh, Doc, anything else before we get out of here and we throw the hopper for the uh, tagline? Any uh, any other Bill Watts? Yeah, one thing you know, you know, we're we're coming to the people in January, but this is uh, our last time together as uh, bros, as the three best three man booth in the business. Uh, so I just want to wish my two co-hosts here, my two uh, rider dies, uh, a Merry Christmas. We, yeah, we could say that again. Yeah. And uh, you're confusing people back. right now. Oh, okay. Um, and, and Happy New Year. Um, stay safe out there, Harper. You're probably the only one that's not going to be at home that night. You'll be down at the at the tug and chug, yeah. drinking. It's amateur night, so watch it. Protect your neck. <laughs> Oiling up some fake ones. Come on. <laughs> oh, boy. But oh, she went down to shit or she got stuck on drugs, too. Really? Yeah. Happens. Yeah. Why don't you try to reenact that at Tiffany's bar? What? Oh. That's He's nice. But not trouble. with Tiffany. <laughs> Oh, come on. Just over in the corner. Hey, oh, get hold, on, hold, on, like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Something just hit me. I got Remember when I said the the point in the show in Smoky Mountain when Harper described his friend having relations with a uh, hearing yeah. impaired person? Yes. Well, apparently, Doc, you don't know this, but Harper found this person on social media. And what is this person 
do now, Harper? The the hearing impaired person? It, she, it's some woman that sells. It's a deaf woman owned clothing company. She owns a clothing company now. And that's the her. big thing. It, it says hearing impaired woman owned. Like that's a fucking big deal. That's like a one armed owned fucking you know woman owned fucking business or some shit. What is a big deal? She can't hear. She's playing behind the eight ball. I mean, you know, she didn't have it easy, especially with how's your products. She's a woman and she's Wait, deaf. She has two right. strikes against her. Yeah, I just don't get in the world of business. It's like, who, it's like who cares if you can't hear, bro? bro like, you need to lay off this woman. Jesus. She's already been involved, unbeknownst to her, in a in a scheme that helped revive a man from the dead. Right. That's I mean, right. brother Dave had a heart attack, and when he woke up, he was listening to you make the sounds that she was making uh-huh. while Randy was plowing her. It wasn't Randy. It was oh. someone. Randy probably knows the story too. It, it's a guy <laughs> me and Randy grew up with. So we if he didn't get Randy. He'll probably like, oh fuck, I remember that. <laughs> we gotta get Randy to tell the story then too. <laughs> but it woke up yeah. Brother Dave because all br- Brother Dave was coming out of his coma after his heart attack, and he hears you making the sounds of a hearing impaired woman having relations with you and Randy's friend. <laughs> Stop it! Laugh it up, fuzzball. Stop. You sound like Chewbacca right now. We're not Doc? Yes. We're all good. I tried to wish you. I tried to bring. Take care of himself. He's going to come save us. (laughs) You are going. Oh, Jedi now? I tried to wish y'all a Merry Christmas, and this is where it ended up. Uh, Mike. All right. On that note, it is time to get out of here. Uh, I got nothing else. Hopper, why don't you hit the tagline? Let's roll. <laughs> That's fucked up.